Hello and welcome to The Green Hornet from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Green Hornet. He hunts the biggest of all game, public enemies who try to destroy our America. With his faithful Filipino valet Cato, Britt Reed, daring young publisher, matches wits with racketeers and saboteurs risking his life that criminals and enemy spies will feel the weight of the law by the sting of the Green Hornet. Ride with Rick Reed in a thrilling adventure, Intrigue on the Waterfront. The Green Hornet strikes again. give Hitler the time of day, would you? No American would. And yet every day there are many of us who are giving him information a lot more vital through careless talk. Remember, the enemy has agents all around us picking up seemingly harmless bits of our small talk and fitting them into a pattern of deadly value. Therefore, it's best that we all follow a few simple rules to guarantee that no information, no matter how trivial, will get into enemy hands. If you hear it from someone, don't repeat it. If you see it yourself, don't repeat it. But if you read it in the newspapers or magazines or hear it on the radio, you can talk about it to your heart's content. Just remember that the enemy is listening to what you have to say. Think before you talk, because careless talk costs lives. And now, the Green Hornet. dripping fog crept in along the deserted waterfront, swirling and eddying in the night like the misty, elusive fragments of a terrorizing nightmare. To the girl standing on the wet and slippery dock, every shadow seemed a slinking, sinister presence, ready to reach forth and engulf her shivering figure within the folds of a suffocating shroud. Despite the warmth of her expensive fur coat, an irresistible, chilling fear had gradually welled up within her reaching a terrifying climax as a hand suddenly touched her on the arm. Oh! Quiet. It's I, Barry. Oh, oh Barry, thank heaven. I, I was so frightened. There, there, darling, it's all right now. I guess I shouldn't have asked you to come here, but I had to see you, to make you understand that I still love you more than anything on earth. It's all been so puzzling and... I've been so worried. Oh, Barry, my dear, tell me what it's all about. What are you doing down here in this awful place? What's happened to you? All I can say, Claire, darling, is you must have faith. 
I... I can't tell you anything more. Barry. Barry, how can you do this to me? Since your discharge a month ago, I've been almost crazy with worry. And yet not a word from you until you phoned tonight to... to meet you like... like this. Don't, don't, Claire. I can't stand to have you cry. Can't you realize how hard it was for me to stay away from you? Take me away from here, Barry. Take me home. These terrifying, lonely sounds and this fog frightens me. Come, take me home now. I... I can't go with you, Claire. Believe me, there's nothing I'd rather do. But I can't. You think everyone's against you, that you have no friends. That's why you've been hiding in this miserable, depressive waterfront neighborhood. Oh, but Barry, my dear, I, I know it's all been a mistake. What they said wasn't true. You, you couldn't have done or acted as they said. It's no use, Claire. The court-martial was just and fair. There's no more to be said. You mean you were disloyal to your country? Then... Then you... Oh, Barry, how could you? What's come over you? Claire, darling, I can't help what I think and feel. I stood against them all for my principles. But I don't care what people think. I know all the publicities made me despised throughout the country. In spite of all that, knowing that you have faith in me is all that matters. Say that you have. Tell me. Barry. Oh, Barry, if only you had said it wasn't true. I was sure you'd tell me that. But to hear from your own lips that... that I'd better leave now. Please don't. Don't try to see me again. It, it's best that we... Wait, Claire. We... You can't leave me like this. I've, I've told you I love you. Doesn't that mean anything to you now? I, I could never love a traitor. Oh, Barry, Barry. Claire. Claire, my darling. And I thought you, above all, would understand and have faith. Now you've gone. Gone out of my life. Is that you, Lyndon? What? I pender, I didn't hear you coming. I thought I heard you talking to someone. Oh. I guess I was thinking out loud, Pender. One thinks strange thoughts in this drifting fog. See strange visions that come and then fade into nothingness. Broken dreams that are no more tangible than a handful of this swirling gray mist. You talk like a fool, Lyndon. Your bitterness against your countrymen is weighing too strongly on your mind. Maybe so, Pender. But I don't need you to remind me of it. Don't be so jumpy, my boy. We are your friends now. Forget these others until such time as you can pay them back with our help for their treatment of you. That's what you want to do, isn't it? Yes. Yes, of course. I'm only waiting to hear what plans you have for me. I'm ready to do my part. The following morning in the regional office of Naval Intelligence, an aide approached the desk of the commanding officer. What is it, Lieutenant? Inspector Martin of the Federal Bureau to see you, sir. Happy Inspector, come right in. Yes, sir. Come right in, Inspector Martin. Good morning, Inspector. Have a chair. Good morning, Commander. It's nice having you work with us on this case, Inspector. Have you a report on Lyndon? Yes. 
After he was broken from the ranks, he took a room down on the waterfront. Before very long, he was visited by certain parties whom we've had under suspicion for some I time. I see. Uh, you suspect, then, that Lyndon is really dealing with foreign agents? That's what we hope to prove. Do you think by any chance they might be the ones responsible for the sinkings outside the harbor of those ships going to join the convoys? Well, that remains to be seen, Commander. Two of our men are down on the waterfront trying to get a line on Lyndon and those men. What they hope to accomplish by contacting Lyndon is not clear as yet, if they're really the ones we're after. Lyndon was one of the best navigators in the service, Inspector. He'd be invaluable under certain circumstances. I see. It's very important that we put a stop to the losses of the ships leaving this harbor. It's most vital to the progress of the war that those ships get through safely. Therefore, I'm hoping that by tailing Lyndon, you'll soon be led to the Nazi agents responsible for the sinkings. And the sooner the better. That afternoon, Britt Reed, young socialite and publisher of the Daily Sentinel newspaper, had a charming visitor in his office, Claire Amesbury, who was included in his circle of friends. Her pretty face reflected the anxiety and suffering which was in her mind as she leaned forward and spoke. To me, Barry was everything that was fine and good, Britt. And our future looked so bright. I I loved him devotedly. You say that as though you've changed in your feeling for him. I... I try to think I have changed. I tell myself that he can never mean anything to me again, but... Oh, it's no use. No matter what he's done, I... I still love him. That's why I came to you. I don't understand, Claire. I came to you because, as a publisher, you have influence. I want you to try to keep track of Barry. Let me know if you hear anything about him. I just can't stand the thought of him hiding out in that terrible waterfront neighborhood, deserted and alone. You will help me, won't you? Well, Claire, if there's anything I can do, I'll certainly do it for your sake. Now, brace up and try not to worry too much. Perhaps someday, Barry will find himself again. And perhaps, too, you'll eventually find that you were hasty in your judgment. A man who was once fine and good isn't wholly lost, Claire. Time will tell what sort of a man Barry Lyndon really is. That night cabin of a nondescript motorboat anchored near a deserted dock in the harbor. Barry Lyndon sat talking to Pender and one of his henchmen. And just what are the plans, Pender? Where do I fit in? Our plans are these, Lyndon. Outside the harbor, one of our submarines is waiting. On board are trained saboteurs. We will take you out and put you aboard at midnight. You will navigate the submarine through the minefield into the harbor. Now, the submarine's presence will not be noted because of the routine harbor traffic. I see. Yes, I can do that, all right. And then what? The saboteurs will be landed in a cove up around the bend. They have work to do. Then when they have returned to the submarine, we will create havoc among the shipping in the harbor. Ah, what a sight it will be to see the wholesale damage that will be done. You really think the sub will have a chance to get out again? It'll be your job, my friend, to see that it does get out through the minefield. Tender. There's a small boat approaching, a rowboat with two men in it. Ah, snooping federal men, perhaps. We must get out the machine guns. No, no, wait. Sound of the shooting might bring a harbor patrol down on us. Start the engine. 
We will run them down. Hey, Hurry. They won't know about hit them. Come on, quick. Look here, Pender. You can't do you that. You what, Herr Linden? Is it that you're getting squeamish about hurting some of your countrymen, perhaps? You... You don't need that gun. It was only there must be some other I way will have to hold this gun, not because I do not trust you, my friend, but because I take no chances that you may warn them. You will soon get used to our methods. <laughs> yes, very soon. Now, brace yourself, Linda. When we hit, there may be a slight jar. We should be coming close now. Hey, look out! You'll run us down! Look out! Hear them squirm, Linden. Smash them, Carl! Smash them! <laughs> to be on the way home by this time. Well, I had a few matters to attend to before leaving, Exford. Where have you been? Oh, around here and there. Mostly there, I might be saying. Sort of a dull day, all in all. Well, that's no help to a newspaper. At least you might have tried... Hello. Oh, yes, he's here. Just a minute. For you, Exford. Who, me? Well, who could it be, I wonder? Hello? Oh, it's you, Sergeant Burke. What's up? They did? You don't say. When? You don't say. Two of them, eh? You don't say. What? All right, all right, you do say it then. Something confidential? Surely I won't tell us all. What is it? You don't say. I, I, I mean, is that right now? Sure, sure, wait for me. I'll be right down the cab. Goodbye. What's up? Plenty to eat. Sarge says two of Inspector Martin's men were found in the harbor. Both corners, too. Two of Martin's men? That's right. And what's more... Of course, I'm not supposed to tell this. They were tailing that young Lieutenant Barry Linden who was thrown out of the Navy that they were. That was wreckage of a small boat nearby. They must have been run down somehow. So they were assigned to trail Linden, huh? If you're going to police headquarters, you'd better get going. Sure. Burke's going down to look things over. I'm going with them. I'll be seeing you, Reed. I'll get the news to Gunnigan as soon as I get the details. Evidently, Barry Linden was hiding out on the waterfront for a purpose. Whatever he's up to, I think it's time his hand was called by the Green Hornet. We'll continue our Green Hornet adventure in just a minute. Most Americans who are buying war bonds are doing so because they know that our government has to have this money to fight and win the war. This is the best possible reason. However, there's still another good reason for buying war bonds, a reason that's based on self-interest. Whenever we can invest $3 and get back 4 that, fellow Americans, is good business no matter what you're buying. Unfortunately, the supply of civilian goods is less than the demand, and you can't buy the merchandise you may want. Therefore, isn't it just plain good sense to sock as much money as possible into war bonds where it will be earning dividends for post-war use? Look over that budget of yours again and see if you can't find a way to increase your war bond buying. Remember that $4 for three is about the best bargain you can make today or any day. And now back to our story. <laughs>
hurried to his apartment, where Cato, his faithful Filipino valet, and the only person knowing his identity as the Green Hornet, was waiting. You seem in great hurry, Mr. Britt. I am, Cato. Something wrong, perhaps? In a way, yes. Claire Amesbury called me today about young Barry Linden. I promised to find out about him for... He's officer court-martial for uttering words not loyal to United States. Now that's the one, all right. Cato, he seems to be mixed up in some intrigue on the waterfront. So Green Hornet go to waterfront tonight? Yes. Are you ready? Always I'm ready to ride in black beauty. Much better than being just plain valid. I get the gas gun and mask. Good. I'm going to help a lady in distress, Cato, by finding out what's what about her fiancé. I hope I don't have to add to her distress by turning the man she loves over to the police. But it's one job the Green Hornet can do that Britt Reed couldn't. Come on. Stepping through a secret panel in the rear of a closet in his bedroom, Britt Reed and Cato went along a narrow passageway built within the walls of the apartment house itself. This passage led to an adjoining building which fronted on a dark side street. Though supposedly abandoned, this building served as the hiding place for the sleek, super-powered Black Beauty, streamlined car of the Green Hornet. Britt Reed pressed a button. The great car roared into life. A section of the wall in front raised automatically, then closed as the gleaming black beauty sped into the darkness. through the minefield. In a few minutes, we'll be safe. Yes, we're almost through. Without your help, we could have not done it, my friend. As soon as we are through, we will raise the periscope enough to have a look around. Yeah. And soon our torpedoes will speed forth with destruction for everything within the harbor. But first, we will land our men. Ah, signals are getting weaker. We are out of the minefield, Pender. You're right, Carl. Commander, it's time now to have a look around. Up, periscope. ships to prey upon. This will be a night long remembered. But first you're going to land some men in the North Cove, aren't you, Pender? We are going to land some saboteurs, yes, but not in the North Cove, Linden. But that's where you planned for them to land. True, but after we made those plans, you left the boat for a while, Linden. Just to be on the safe side, I've decided to land them in the South Cove. Oh, so you don't trust me, huh? Linden, Nazi agents are trained they must trust no one. But in your case, I have reason not to trust you. Linden, you are no longer one of us. You are from now on our prisoner. Prisoner? Are you crazy, Pender? Have you forgotten that you have to go out through the minefield without my help this submarine? Oh, you Americans try to give us credit for brains. Our submarine navigator took note of the bearings as we came through the field. He can, therefore, take us safely out again without your help. Head to the South Cove, Commander. Yeah, I have better. Bearing south by southwest. And now, Linda, just to make sure you cause no trouble, we will confine you to the commander's cabin. Carl, take him. No, no, you don't. No, I won't. Please stop it. Keep your head. Now, I'll take him, Pender. Let me go. Wait, Carl. I would give him this. That, my friend, is for what I happen to know you did when you left the boat tonight. 
You were followed, Lyndon. And now your game is up. to the dock where Claire Amesbury said she met Barry Linden, but there was nothing suspicious so far as I could see. Maybe that boat that ran down Martin's men is up around the North Cove, which is a likely hideout. This road long waterfront lead to North Cove, Mr. Britt. we soon be there. Yes. Wait, kiddo, stop the car. We've got to turn around quick. Looks as though we're heading right into a trap of some kind. That car's stopping, Martin. Whoever it is saw their lights gleam on our car there. Come on, everybody. After them. Quick. Hey, Sarge, look it. Great, St. Patrick, if it isn't the Hornet's car. It's the Green Hornet, all right. Stop. Stop or we'll drill you. They've turned around. They'll get away. Let them have it, boys. Give it to them. Too bad, Sergeant. Evidently, he was coming here to meet those saboteurs. You know, it's long after the time them Nazis was to land here. Are you sure you got things straight, Inspector? Yes, our plans were carefully laid. Well, then, whoever told you about them saboteurs told you wrong, as I see it. No, I don't think so. The information came from one of our best men. Evidently, something has gone wrong someplace, though. Well, you can keep on waiting here with a couple of men. I'm going after that hornet. Come on, expert. Be on the lookout, Sergeant. Meantime, if nothing happens here soon, we'll follow you up the waterfront road. We've got to find those Nazis before it's too late. South Cove. There's nothing here either, so far as I'm able to say. Quite dark, Mr. Britt. Not see far over water. Yeah. Let's get out and walk down to the water's edge. No doubt the police will trail us up here before long. They seem to be waiting for something at North Cove. Yes. There's something in the window, right? I thought I heard Martin's voice back there, too. Maybe it's... Mr. Britt. What's the matter? Listen close. Yeah. You're almost there, Nazis. See? Shadow dark against the water. Come toward shore. Oh, I see the outline of three or four men. Get ready, kiddo. We have a job to do. Now come with me. Four of them. That's two apiece, kiddo. Now. Hey, Martin, don't take it, Nazi. This for you. You you not fight good? Here's some for you too, fella. No, no. Cash. That settles them, kiddo. We took them by surprise. What do now, Mr. Britt? We're taking this rubber boat out. The boat they came from must be out there somewhere. Come on. I've got a hunch Barry Linden's mixed up in all this, but not quite the way we think. We've got to work fast, kiddo. Mighty fast. What do you see through the periscope, Herr Pender? Have they reached shore safely? It is so dark, it is difficult to... The rubber boat, it is coming back. Something must have gone wrong. Surface the submarine at once to take them in. Surface submarine! Even if they cannot get ashore to carry through the sabotage, we can do damage to the shipping in the harbor before we leave. Yeah, we've surfaced, Commander. Let us go up. Commander, 
I do not see them now. I wonder if they... Don't move, Nazi. I'm right behind you. Me right behind this one with a gun. What is it? I shoot. Kamerad, Kamerad. You, whichever's in command, call down the hatch and order full speed ahead. And do it in English. I understand German if you try any tricks. We are pointed toward the shore. The submarine will be beached. Exactly. Do it now if you want to live. Full speed ahead. Full speed ahead. In a couple of minutes, Nazis will be on the beach. Look, look. Shadows moving on shore. Many men and cars look like... Police, when we hit jump and swim for it, Cato, in the excitement you'll be able to get the Black Beauty away. Now you, turn around and face me. Oh, yes, yes, of course. Mask. For what? Before we ground, you'd better take this. No, no, no. Yes. So that is what you do, huh? I... Shoot gun just to make noise. This much better. All right, now, Cato, jump. Sub's gonna hit that old dock and the police will swarm all over it. Come on, they'll find Barry London. St. Patrick Preservers. It's one of them devil U-boats climbing right out of the dock almost. Hurry up, men. Let's get out there and board it before it breaks loose from the dock. That's where them four men we found lying on the beach came from, I'm thinking. Of course. Did you notice they wore German naval uniforms? Come on. They're putting up a fight. Get out your tear gas bomb, Sergeant. We'll let them have it. Here we are. Watch out you don't slip. Sure, and this thing is slippery. Hey, Martin, here's two of them lying on deck. They've surrendered, Sergeant. And look. There's Lieutenant Linden coming up out of the hatch. Our men found him down there, I guess. That one? Sure, and he should be shot on sight. That's you, Inspector Martin? That light shining from the open hatch isn't very bright. Yes, it's I, Lieutenant. This is Sergeant Burke. And that one slithering up over the side there is Axford, a reporter. I ain't liking to be introduced to the likes of you, Linden. It'll be a pleasure to run you in. Oh, so that's Barry Linden, is it? Sure, now I've seen everything. Nazis, traitors... Hold and the on, Axford. You're looking at a scoop that will shake the nation. A hero who will go down in history. Lieutenant Barry Linden, United States Navy, in good standing. Say now, what is all this, Inspector? Lieutenant Linden went through that court-martial as a volunteer, willing to take disgrace so that the Nazi agents would contact him. He continually kept in touch with us and with naval intelligence. Fine work, Barry. I'm sure that girl of yours will be proud. She... she called me a traitor. Barry, to twist a well-known line a little bit, Remember that she couldn't love you half so well had she not loved her country more. And now you can tell her everything. Glory be. So you took kicking around by the whole country so as to catch them Nazis. Lieutenant, that's one story the Sentinel will be proud to print this very morning. Hey, there's one thing I don't understand, though. My plans went astray. I don't know how they came to run this sub aground and why they didn't get their men ashore. Say no. We found four of them stretched out as nice as you please back there on the shore. They looked as though they'd been gassed. At least two of them. Say, that begins to give me an idea. You've got plenty of room for a good one, Ashford. What is it? That's it. That's the idea I had. That somewhere, somehow, that sneaking weasel of a man had a hand in this. That trouble-creating criminal, the Green Harlot.
average American would never consider committing a theft or fraud. Yet all too many of these so-called honest Americans are riding around burning black market gasoline, violating a regulation that is designed to help win the war. It's possible that many of these black market customers don't quite understand the situation. A lot of people have the idea that black market gasoline comes from some mysterious source, a source that has nothing to do with the limited civilian supply. Unfortunately, this is not the case. Every gallon of black market gasoline is siphoned from an honest civilian's legitimate supply. To help end this black market evil, be sure that you are not guilty of buying gasoline coupons or buying gasoline without proper coupons. Remember, the black market cannot exist without customers. Be sure to listen to The Green Hornet next week. These copyrighted dramas originate in the studios of WXYZ Detroit. All characters, names, places, and incidents are fictitious. Bob Height speaking. This is the Blue Network.